The Convention Collective at San Diego Comic-Con 2022. In Conversation with Drew Zucker and David Buha. Canto. Hi, this is Dan Barry with the Convention Collective. I'm here at Santa Comic Con 2022 with the creative team behind Canto, David Boer and Drew Zucker. Kind of talking about the book as well as other stuff they have coming up. So, guys, tell, tell me about Canto and how it came to be originally because it's been out for a few years. Yes, so we're on issue number 23 of Canto. Uh, came out in 2019, but Drew and I connected in 2017, 2017. 2017 when I reached out to. We were connected on social media and I loved his work. So I reached out about a short story, and it wasn't scheduling anymore. But then Drew reached back out to me when he was free with a um, sketch that ultimately became Canto. You know, an idea for this character. And about half a second after seeing the sketch, I said, I don't know who this character is, and I don't know what the story is, but we're definitely telling. <laughs> so I was in love with Canto from the very first seconds from seeing this concept. And... Oh, yeah, for, for me, it started in 2012 when I did the original sketch, and I I had a nugget of an idea of what the story would be, but it sat in a drawer, uh, kind of waiting for the right person to come along. And when I pitched David on it, he just he took it and just ran with it, and you know that's kind of where it, it went from there. It just blew out <laughs> oh, this, you know, my and, and his influence. And then I know the new book just came out not too long ago, correct? Yeah, so Canto uh, Tales of the Unnamed World, number one, came out in June, uh, just a month ago. And it's a two-issue miniseries, and issue two is coming out next week. And so this is just a, we call them side quests. Okay. That we brought on, it's kind of an anthology of stories. And we brought on Leona Kangas. Who's standing right behind us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> can't see her right now, but we can see her. She's signing right now. Uh, Liana, uh, Jorge Corona, and um, Sean Daly are going to uh, have done sort of these six-page mini-stories set in the bigger framing story with Canto and his friends who face a bard that will not allow them to pass the bridge they need to pass to get to get back home unless they tell him a story in the unnamed world that he has never heard. Now, how did you get um, th- those other creators involved in the book? How did that come about? It, it's a mix of both of us have kind of been in the industry for a little while, and you know we, we're fortunate enough to have friends that are very, very talented <laughs> and are very generous with their talents. So I really it, it came down to all of them have done covers for us before, except for Sean. Uh, but it came down to us looking at who we thought could not only deliver on the storytelling that we, we hold the, the book to, but also would be able to, to do the designs and bring their own spin to it. And that's really what we used as the guiding principle for it. And the reason Sean got involved was, I love this story. So I, I love Sean's, if, you, if you're not following Sean Daly, he's a fantastic watercolor artist. Okay. Great fantasy, kind of all ages feel to it. And I love his work, so I follow him on, on Twitter, and one day he tweeted, uh, I want to do a warm-up sketch, what should I do? And just then I <laughs> my response from, like, oh, you should do Canto. <laughs> and he did it, 
and his pinto was it's fantastic. Great. It was very good. And he ended up, we, we were DMing, um, uh, and he ended up sending me the original of this sketch. Nice. Just out of the blue, because he's such a nice guy. And I thought, you know what? If, if we're going to have an anthology, Sean is a both as, as talent and as a person, somebody we want to be involved in the cancer team. So it was kind of a no-breaker when, yeah. when we were looking at <laughs> Now let's talk about both of you on an individual basis. How did you guys get started in the industry? Because I know you both have been around for quite some time. Uh, I graduated Savannah College of Art and Design sequential program in 2010. And from there, I just, you know, I've been hammering away, try, you know, mostly doing my own stuff. Uh, but that's, that's really how I got to the industry was I knew I wanted to be involved with it from getting out of school. And it's just been this constant, you know, flow of doing my own projects, trying to work my way in. And Canto was what kind of broke the door open for me. Yeah, for me, I didn't really, uh, the comics that I read as a kid was Mad Magazine and Sunday Funnies. Okay. But I didn't come to comic books until I was an adult and started going to San Diego Comic Con. I think my first one was 2007. Uh, and so I got exposed to it. and. The first comic that really inspired me to make comics was Lock and Key. I read it when it first was coming out. And it was just an extraordinary example of what you can, what kind of stories you can tell in comics. And then, uh, as far as being a creator, I, my first couple of series I did were called Comics uh, back in 2017. And then was my next series after that. And since then, I've done uh, several different series with several different publishers. And then, uh, who are some of your inspirations, um, you as an artist and you as a writer? And they don't necessarily have to be in the comic book world. Um, Gabe Rodriguez on Lock and Key. Lock and Key is something we both share a, uh, a particular affinity for. Uh, but for me, it's it's not just comic artists. I love Martin Scorsese, David Fincher. Uh, I pull from pretty much anywhere that, that is inspiring. Music is a big inspiration for me when it comes to the work I do. You know, it, it's not it's not all just within the comics of what inspires the artwork. And for me, uh, it's I, I grew up on Stephen King. Okay. Uh, and I find a lot of inspiration from Joe Hill. Uh, so it's a lot of horror. I grew up, I'm just thinking about that now. Yeah, it's a lot of horror that um, writers who inspire me, but... Um, yeah, I would say that those those would be my influences, and then movies like Dark Crystal, Neverending Story, Secret of Man, um, Return to Oz, those kind of dark fantasies that really pushed us well on We both have an affinity for like 1980s kind of quote unquote kids movies <laughs> that are like when you were a kid and you watched it, you were like. I don't think I'm supposed to be watching this by myself. But, you know, I, I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm just going to hope it works out. And then where can people find out more about each of you individually as well as the team online? Uh, you can find me on Instagram or at David Gore. You can find me on Twitter at David Gore. Uh, I stream quite a bit on Whatnot. My handle there is at David Gore. Uh, and you can follow Canto at Canto Comic on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I am on Twitter at, at Drew underscore Zucker. 
I'm on Instagram at Art of Drew Zucker, and I'm also on Whatnot at Art of Drew Zucker. And any last words for our listeners? Uh, the least can't Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to keep telling the adventure if y'all keep uh, coming along with us. Yeah. So cool. Keep coming. We'll keep making it. And do you have any other, I forgot to ask, do you have any other Kendo series planned aside from the two that are, are the one that's coming out next week? Yeah, so we got Volume 4, which kind of is going to come out in the spring, and it's going to sort of wrap up the big epic Kanto saga. And then we're going to decide where our little clockwork night is going to go from there. And do you guys already have a title for the new series? Yeah, it's called A Place Like Home. Okay, and that will, of course, be coming out through IDW again. Yes. Cool. Well, thank you both for your time. Thank you. Thank you.